recording. Come on, people now, smile on your brother. Right now. He drinks a whiskey drink, he drinks a vodka drink. Dude, you were the one that was crying. Does Walter look happy? Yeah, he looks happy. For those of you listening on iTunes right now, Logan is petting his... I have my cat in my lap. And I'm petting him intently with a... I don't know. Closed fist, very firmly. (laughs) (laughs) All right, dude. All right, dude. There you go. There you go. Get away from me. (laughs) Okay, you are live with the Rymaniner and the low... I don't have a good nickname for myself. Logan just sounds so badass. Well, low baller. Leave it at that. I got low balls. Without you mean they dragging on the ground behind me. Talking about three sets of footprints, dog. All I'm looking at is your cat right now, like staring intently at the door, like waiting it for it to open. <laughs> he cries. He, you cry to get in, and now you cry to get out. You cried to come in. <laughs> you were. You're stuck here now, bro. No cake and eating it too. You're a piece of shit. Are we live yet? No. Should we record? Should we start over recording for the iTunes so it's not so like... No, it's fine. We're just going to wing it? Yeah, we're good. We, Ready? We, ne- we normally take this really professionally. I know. And now we're going live. And we are live. We are live, everybody! Welcome to Clapped Out, episode 17. My name is Logan, the disc jockey from another form of hockey. This I like is- to rhyme things that make no sense, and all of a sudden I like to uh, something that rhymes with sense. This is actually episode sweet 16. It's 17. Is it? No, it's not. It is episode 17. It is. I mistitled uh, it on Facebook, but whatever. Stupid moron. You're so idiot, bro. You're so idiot. <laughs> You're so idiot, dude. You're so idiot, bro. <laughs> so stupid idiot Welcome, face. welcome, welcome. I have had one energy drink today. Just. <laughs> <laughs> I breathed some in. I breathed some in. Just one. Some went down the wrong hole. Ha! That's what she I said. Did, man. I found a pile of... I found a pile of... I don't want to say a drug name because I don't get drug tested at work. And then it'll, my pee will just glow and it'll be like, what the hell's going on with that guy's kidneys? You know what I mean? <laughs> you ever take like, like multivitamins and drink an energy drink? Yeah, your piss smells amazing. And it's like it glows in the dark. It's insane. Wah, 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 wah. <laughs> in the toilet, you're like, oh, my God, dude. Jesus. Now I know where the guys from Light Bright came up with their formula. They just piss into the light bulbs and you turn them on and wah, 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 Why do you sound like Terrence and Philip from South Park? You look like Terrence and Philip. <laughs> Your beady eyes and floppy head. All right. So today on the podcast, we have a special guest. His name is Rye Klemp. He's finally going to do something content-related for the channel. Um, I thought you prepared. No, I'm just kidding. A couple things uh, we talked about on the phone briefly. This is good. Everyone that's listening right now, yeah, we have nothing prepared at all. Mm-mm. And what I did is is the cinematic equivalent of throwing him to a pack of wolves. Yeah, but but he's gonna dig his way out. I've prepared. No, he so has not. first thing on the docket is that what it is? The docket. Uh, I got a pocket for my docket. And I keep a locket next to my sprocket. (laughs) The new electric Humvee? Humvee. Dirty saw Moppet. Hummer. Hummer EV. Dude, come on. I know. I know. Okay, fine. It's sick. No, it's not. It's it's pretty dope. It's $189 million. It's $112,000 for the maximum, like the top of the line one. Yeah, I want to know how many... Wall Street crack dealers are buying these things. Here's why, I okay. Here's why I'm excited about it is because the Cybertruck was like, okay, look at Tesla. Like Tesla relies on the hype beast to create this hype and buzz around a car. Where the hell is the Tesla Roadster that he took all these deposits on two years ago? Promised eight second quarter miles. Nobody's seen it. Yeah, like, it's the equivalent. It? Like what I look at Elon Musk as like the Rye Klemp of the car world. Like... <laughs> What he does I, is he comes out and he promises us so much good stuff and then he just sucks. I just really feel like the the GM has a much higher potential to actually make this thing happen than and before if they beat Tesla to market with this they're going to make Tesla kind of look stupid, I think. And don't get me wrong, I like what 
Tesla's approach and uh, of electric cars and what they're doing and all that stuff. And yes, I said, I kind of like electric cars. I've never actually driven one or ridden in one, but. Oh, dude, Hal at work, AKA Bert. Bert has an I3. Ugh. Yeah, I know. That's exactly what I was going to say. I hope he watches it. He doesn't watch this because we cuss too much. <laughs> fart, fart, poop, fart. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's, the stats on it are kind of staggering. I don't understand 11,000 foot pounds of torque. Yeah, I'm good. It seems a bit much, but I bet I could chain that thing up to me and I could keep it from moving. I'm super strong. Zero to 60 in three. Everybody, seconds. we got Josh Kalis in the building. <laughs> Josh Kalis, say hello to your adoring fans. Or not. Josh did not connect audio. Yeah, box us out, Josh. Audio up, bro. So 11,500 foot pounds of torque, $112,000 price tag on the thing. I do appreciate the fact that they call it a super truck. The one thing I don't like, did you see the actual like commercial video for it? Yeah. It's got, that has like an autopilot feature and it just shows the dude driving it and just takes his hands off the wheels and just like, hmm, and then looks at the camera. Like this is <laughs> right, right into the back of a tractor trailer. <laughs> it's, it's like, from a liability standpoint, that seems a bit excessive. <laughs> I'm all good, dude. I'm yeah. sorry. I'm not. Well, I'm not taking my. I'm not doing. Ah, I can't say that. I'd probably fall asleep immediately. I think it's a dope truck. I don't know. Yeah. I'm. I'm excited to see when it comes out. And like I said, I think it'll actually come to fruition. Unlike the Tesla Cybertruck, which I'm not holding my breath on it. But they sold out the top of the line model. They sold out reservations in an hour. Yeah, but like they sold out. Didn't they sell out those like not sell out, but it wasn't like a hundred dollar deposit to get a Tesla Cybertruck, and like they sold a bajillion of them. Yeah, but I don't think they capped it because if you put the deposit on, the deposit's non-refundable. So, Josh, can you hear us? Yeah. So we're talking about that. Hey, there he is. We're talking about that electric Hummer that's coming out in twenty twenty two. Can you guys hear me? Okay. Yeah, you're good. We can. We. I think you're still. Are you on your new mic or internal mic? It's supposed to be on this mic. How's this mic sound? Does it change anything? Tap on it and see not, if you can hear it. Yeah, it's not the right one. Yeah, it's not, not on that one. one. No, let me see if I can fix it. Hold on. All right, well, you play with that. We'll play with ourselves. Wait. Which, damn, dog. Never mind. I was going to say something like that. Whatever. <laughs> also, you spelled Jason's name wrong in the, in the title of the video. Did I? All right, well, oh, yeah, I did. Yeah, well, we're on a roll. It's also the wrong podcast, so. Is he, is he here yet? Where's Jason? No, did you send him the invitation? Infertile. Oh, I forgot. I forgot to. That's actually a fair question. I may have. <laughs> yeah. I may have forgotten to. I sent it to him, and uh, didn't mean to to cut off this the dumpy dump truck that you're talking about. Um, it's but not a dumpy truck. It's a sick truck. But it's cool. I guess it's neat. But you were all about Hellcats a minute ago. Now you want an electric truck? Like get just get on. Oh, board I'll take get a Dodge uh, any day over that thing. Dodge a wrench, but you can't dodge a ball. A dodge. Um, but you can't dodge so J- a ram. Can't ram. Jason can't dodge it. Ram it. Jason. <laughs> God. Jason Terrell is coming on the show. We can we take a minute and just be stoked on how blessed we are that really actually talented people are cool with talking to us on camera. Yeah, I know, right? That's a pretty neat situation. Because if I was Jason. Or like Anderson Dick last week, and then and we asked us or me to come out. I'd be like, it's probably going to be a soft no. Like, no disrespect, you just are not. You're just not good people. Yeah, you know? <laughs> something like that. Probably. Everybody yeah. in the comments is hating on me liking this truck. <laughs> really? Right. Yeah, apparently. Hey, real quick, I'm, I'm alone on this. What's the microphone called when you select the microphone? What's the what? What's the play? <laughs> uh, I think. That's a really good question, Josh. <laughs> I don't know. Mine I don't just see like, people. I don't see people hating on you in the comments. I also don't see the comments. Okay. Um, all right. Let's uh, let's do. I needed to apologize. I got to apologize to someone today. I don't know who though. Okay. While well, you think of that, you saw the new speed record, right? How do you say that? The Tuatara. Josh, how do you say it? Yeah, Josh, your brother built a turbo kit on this car. Yeah, Josh. Speak up, Josh. How do you say yeah, it, Josh? I'm still trying to figure out this microphone. Nah, you're good with that one for now. Yeah, you're fine. You sound good. Hey, how do you say the name of the, the car that your brother built the exhaust on? 331 mile an hour. No. <laughs> <laughs> that, car, that car that went 331 mile an hour? Yeah, that works. So, Honestly, that, that's really all I know it by. Yeah, the fastest production, if you guys aren't aware, the fastest production 
car record fell uh, this week to a SSC, is Shelby Supercars. I don't know if that's any relation to Carol Shelby or not, but uh, made in America up in Washington State. And it has a Nelson Racing Engines built twin turbo LS based motor, uh, 1,750 horsepower. It averaged out on a two-way average to 316 miles an hour. The one-way with a tailwind, it went 331. And if you guys have not seen the video of this thing, it is insane. It picks up like 20 miles an hour, like 310 to 330 in the last like five seconds. It's still pulling like a freight train. So to say that there is more left in it, like 100%, it is super impressive to see this video. Uh, And the car looks extra dope. The sound of it shifting and all that was really yeah. dope. I wasn't that impressed with the acceleration, actually. I mean, it pulled like a it pulled like a nineteen second sixty to one thirty. Yeah, but you know, he's probably managing traction at that point. That's that's what I would assume at least. I don't know. I think it's it's a sick looking car. It's one of those things that I can. And I'm a huge fan of like the. We talked about it uh, last. What's this week car cost? What's this joint cost? Um, let's see. A lot more than you can afford, buddy. <laughs> oh, okay, why don't you write me a check, bro? So, ow, I stubbed my toad. Damn. I don't know if it has it on here. It's probably one of those, like, if you have to ask, you can't afford it kind of deals. All right, you guys done shitting on me? I get it, I'm broke. God. You, I can't afford it either. Everyone's telling me I'm so broke. You guys, I'm emotional as hell. You know, everyone knows this. I'm sensitive. A 91 octane makes 1350. That's nuts. Now, is that to the uh, crank or to the wheel? Um, at that point, who cares? Yeah, I don't care. I in my so. opinion. <laughs> I don't think I'm going to have the price on here. I'm sure. Oh, you know what? I, I did see it. I think it's a million five or a million six. Oh, my God. Yeah. What? Josh, can you buy me one? That's a hard pass, buddy. Damn, dude. I thought we were closer than that. But yeah, it's a. Dope car. Yep. Somebody in count 1.6 mil. But it's that video is oh, shit. insane. So Hold is on. Nicholas Taylor Jason Terrell? Yeah, he is. Um, something happened today, guys. And I got to talk about it. I lost two bets back to back today. Um, Min Win, old Mini Winnie. A guy at Smiley Auto Works, he posted a T56 Magnum for sale today for. Two thousand dollars plus or shipped, two grand shipped, and a you know, in Logan fashion, I offered him fifteen hundred and I'll pay shipping. And he came back with some smart ass reply like you're broke or you suck, no one likes you, dying a fire, like a lot of mean stuff. And I was like, Okay, cool, how about this? He said eighteen hundred. I said, Cool, how about this? We random.org, numbers one through ten. I pick a number, you pick a number. I win fifteen hundred bucks, you win eighteen hundred bucks. I'll give, uh, give you guys a quick chance to guess who lost that bet immediately. Mm, you. Yeah, that was me. So there you go. There you go, Mr. Wynn. Jason Terrell has joined the podcast. <laughs> I did it right. Man. Big Jason. Jason I just, I just Terrell. That, Jason, you got a beautiful head of hair, sir. You're such oh, a good-looking dude, man. <laughs> like the bromance lights up. Jason, have you met Josh? No, I haven't. Josh, Jason, hey. Jason, Josh. Hey, man, how are you? <laughs> this is good. This is good. Off to a good start. I'm good. Uh, all right, so Josh, I'm sorry, Jason is headlining an all-male burlesque show this weekend. It's and he's coming awesome. on today. <laughs> he's coming on to discuss. What is, your, uh, what is your role in the cast? I know it's a pretty heavy uh, animal theme. What animal are you portraying in your burlesque show this weekend, sir? A gorilla. <laughs> a silverback? Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. Packing oh, a lot man. of heat, boys. A lot of heat. So. I can tell. Um, Jason is the proprietor. It's you and Brad are the, the head honchos, right? Yeah, something like that, bud. Yeah, we work here. Okay. <laughs> yeah, they work there. J- Jason is a janitor at Tin Soldier. <laughs> All right, I'll let you <laughs> hey, there's okay. a lot of truth to that. <laughs> I know, man. Um, so, Jason, how long has Tin Soldiers uh, – when, when did you guys get incorporated? Uh, five years ago. So, it would be, it'd be six in June. So, yeah, five and a half, something like that. So, And arguably, Rye, you pay attention to a lot of different chassis shops and things like that and performance yes. shops, as do I. And, and, Josh, you have your your thumb up the butt of the performance world as well. And um, 
in five, six years, you guys went from like, first of all, you moved shops 67 times, I feel like. How many <laughs> different shops have you guys been in? Uh, three. Yeah, three. Hundreds. I, I saw your, like, your beginning shop, and it looked basically like a, a 60 by 20 st- or 16 by 20 storage unit, essentially. It, it was. It was in the ghetto. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was 600 bucks a month. So, right. yeah, it was yeah. cheap. And- Low overhead. Yeah, we well, we didn't have no five money. minutes later. Yeah, yeah, we lived. I mean, we started with nothing, man. Like, we had a 20 year old air compressor my dad gave us, and uh, a welder that I bought off Craigslist. And uh, yeah, spent $500 at Harbor Freight, and you know, we were in the race car business. That's amazing. <laughs> Sounds like my garage. Yeah, <laughs> if, if Kayla starts busting out 25 three chassis, I'm quitting. I can't do it. He's in there. See the new bandsaw right there, though. Yes, yeah, good nice. jealous. Yes, you have, an, you have much more equipment than I have a hammer, um, a carpenter's hammer, and that's about the extent of my toolbox. I've, I've seen your toolbox in person, and it gave me anxiety. Like my OCD yeah. went through the roof. Yeah, I know it should absolutely. Yours looks much better. Um, speaking of which, when are you going to use those tools to make a video for the channel? Anytime soon, tomorrow. Cool. Jason, anyway, um, <laughs> so five, six years in business, you guys have moved shop three times. The second shop, what was the square footage on the first shop? Uh, Rye kind of hit it on the head. It was like a thousand square foot with this office that was uh, horribly placed right in the middle of everything. Um, there you go. And, and then the next one was oh, like 2,200. Awesome. And then uh, the shop that we're in currently is about 4,000. So. That's amazing. Um, and current lead time, if you don't mind divulging, if I wanted like a, uh, let's just call it your Billy badass chassis, something front to back, you guys build me a killer. What's your wait time right now? Oh, he looks really disapproving right now. Uh, if you he guys, froze. he froze, but he, I kind of enjoy the way he froze. Cause he looks like <laughs> his face looks so mad at me for that question. Doesn't like, it really bro? What if he's just not moving on purpose because he wants to just play the game? Like, I don't want to tell people we're six years out because we're so popular. <laughs> All right. <laughs> what's, um, some of the, what's some of the chassis that they've already built? So, oh the, my God, yeah. I got to see both, was it three of them in person last week or a couple weeks ago at Streetcar Takeover? Uh, David Farlow's car, um, the fastest, I don't know if he... I don't know if it's the fastest stock block car. I think him and Nigel are kind of going back and forth with that, Nigel and John. But um, David Farlow is the yellow car is what I call it. Uh, beautiful Fox body. The and ghetto sled was... The, was that the Camaro? Ghetto sled? No, it was... No, uh, the Chevelle. Yeah. Yeah. Was it a Chevelle? I think so. I don't know. Like, the- if you look at any of the cars that they built, they build this stuff, like, specific around kind of small tire racing. Basically, they put your car on a rotisserie, flip it upside down, scoop out everything that's not the outer skin. Jason, I wanted to say it when he was on here, but while we wait for him to get back in, when uh, him and I were discussing my car, and because he has an SM95 chassis Mustang that they campaign in uh, the, the X235 or 235 yeah. tire class. EXP, Element OP, yeah. 235. So the, you can have a two-inch wide tire. Yeah, exactly. Basically, take the front tires, put them on the back, and go try and run. <laughs> oh my god, that's that might be a good. Did class we just come up out. with an amazing race series? <laughs> Skinnies in the rear, boy. Oh my god, the mandatory. Oh, you got to run slicks up front too. I got to write that down. It's like yeah, the Bogo. <laughs> hey, while we're writing things down, do you guys think the thick shifter shirt would do work? And it's just a fat guy shifting on the back. Thick shifter is that too too much to think about? We should make a company like just make it like a brand. Thick shifters. Yeah, and it's just a meaty thick shaft. You yeah. know what I'm talking about. So um, Jason said something. What Jason said was. I was talking about the weight of my car and he's like, all it takes is a cutoff wheel. And it's like, yeah, that's pretty much all you really need. Just go to town cut out everything that you don't need and then put it back, only put back what you absolutely need. Um, and that's kind of their go-to move, if you will. But if you've never seen a 10 soldiers car, prepped car, chassis in person, it's an absolute work of art. Uh, I talked about it a couple of weeks ago. That dude, Stephen Floyd, with the green 03 Cobra that I saw at Street Car Takeover, stick shift car. It's yeah. the welds and the chassis on this car and everything that they turn out is just, it's immaculate. It's amazing. They do Why am I work. such a Tin Soldier fanboy? Like, I don't know. I don't even remember when I first met Jason. I met Jason back when I first started at Dynasty five years ago. 
And I've, uh, it's from the, I obviously we ask their D's a lot, but it's literally just because yeah. they're such good people. Like yeah. you can't, you're, you can't find that in the industry on a often enough basis. And I'm including myself in that, in that conversation, <laughs> <laughs> but like you got, he's just a straight up honest dude. And we had a discussion and I wish he was here. Is he trying to bump back in or no? I haven't seen him yet. Did you text him? No, he's dead to me. So, um, <laughs> and I hope he knows that you want me to call in. No, no. I hope you're listening to this, Jason. I I think my Wi-Fi went down. What a liar! Let's just let's just make fun of him the rest of the podcast. Yeah, let's do that. So you- the fr- we discussed uh, like the biggest thing and the biggest question I had is like, so you have a car, someone puts a cage in it, and you need it modified, you need it added on to, you need it changed. And the biggest thing for them is why would they add on, change, or modify something that another chassis shop did if it was subpar? They weren't into it enough. Uh, they didn't finish it nicely enough. And they tell people, hey, look, we can't add on to your 10-point cage because it's mild steel from 1986 and it's done incorrectly. The only thing we can do is gut it and start from scratch. If you don't like that, I'm very sorry, but it's how we have to do it. And I can't imagine a lot of people like hearing that, but it's the damn truth. Like, I would never expect – like, I have a 10-point in my ARC-7 and um, Storm and Norm did it, and I'd never expect someone to add on to that thing if they had their own gig, especially – again – I like Norm. I think he did an amazing job, but I can't imagine some of the stuff that comes through from a chassis side that they see. It's yeah. got to be nuts. And I like that uh, – I'm trying to pull up their website right now and see if they still have it. Yep. They are upfront and transparent. Like, I'm sure they field a ton of phone calls um, whenever, you know, day in and day out. And I think they're probably one of the few chassis shops out there, one of those few big shops that actually do this and – what I'm showing right now, for some reason, my phone just started talking. Um, they just straight up put their car packages like right on their website. Yeah. So if you want to know like, hey, I want to build an X275, an RBW, whatever, limited street. So you can just go in here, you click on it, boom, right there at the top. Like, here's what you're looking at. You want a limited street car? Bring us a car. We'll gut it for you, $40,000. And then you can just add on the options on top of that. So you know, like, what you're getting into up front. There's no nickel and dime add-ons. Let's see how much, let's see how much the RVW packages are. Yeah, I want to see, I want to see how, because they have like 37 of those in the shop right now, if everyone's wondering. Boom. Woo! 90 grand. That's the base price. And you know, the, uh, here's the deal. That's not that much money for what you get. If you look at what the, like, it's, I shouldn't say it's not that much money. It's a ton of money. It's almost one super truck. Yeah. <laughs> Scroll but down to the extras. The first part right there, body prep enlightened, meaning we're taking saws all and cutting off the wheels to everything you have. So yeah, you can yeah. see all the options on the bottom down there. And they'll they'll like they even have uh, I think at the bottom or somewhere on in this list too. I've I've looked for yeah, final assembly after returning from paint. So they'll build you the car, blow it apart for you, you take it, you get it painted, bring it back from paint, and then they'll put it back together for you. Oh wow. So it's kind of like a one-stop shop. Here he is. It, they just in. yeah, they just finished an IS three hundred. That's nuts too. Um, so. Oh, okay. Look who decided to come crawling back. <laughs> back. Yeah. Crawling back. Hello, Jason. Good to see you, Captain. Hang up. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, boys. We were just reviewing your uh, packages on your website, and not the type of package I wish I was reviewing. Yeah. But. Um, Basically, you pretty much outline it like, hey, I don't want to talk to you about your four-point harness bar on your Del Sol, but I will talk to you about your RVW car. So yeah. in, an, in an effort to create efficiency in the shop and in an effort to probably, um, I don't want to say segregate clients to like good versus bad, when you instigated the car package protocol is what I'll refer to it as, did you see an uptick in business? Um, or did you see more hesitation for people calling, wanting stuff done? What did you see as a result of you guys going to specific packages? So it just really helped streamline who was really in and who was out. Because, man, people really don't understand how expensive this is. Yeah, both um, there's, there's not a lot of the ask holes right off the bat. Yeah, there's just a lot of people, and no fault of their own. Like, they're just, they're just not naive yeah. to it. So, Jason, Jason um, I have called you 26 times over the years asking for like random $200 <laughs> fucking things. Like I asked you specifically to install a rear window in a 370Z one time. I remember this and you were like, yeah, it's like 15 hours of labor. And I was like, that seems very right. And I will probably get it on the books. I never called you again. 
<laughs> uh, it's all right. So like, I just, we just want, we, basically we wanted to provide people with knowledge. So I, I love when people go on the website and they look at those packages. Just, I want to scare them out of building a car, honestly, because most people do not need to build a car. The, a guy that, a guy or lady that needs to build a car is someone that wants to be a top competitor in one of those classes that wants the total cutting edge of what um, chassis development is, what we're doing, all that stuff. But the average guy that wants to run eights with their turbo LS build does not need to call us to do a, a race car for them. There's plenty of really awesome used chassis out there that are going to serve them awesome and save them so much money. Um, so really, and during the time that we developed the packages, my wife, was coming in to start answering the phones and, and running some of the office. He has done an amazing job, better than anybody prior, I may add. Yeah, really good. <laughs> the phone gets answered now, which is awesome. Um, but we just wanted stuff to make her job easier and to be able to send someone a document or, or point them in the direction of the website. That way they know what they're getting into. And you just hear so many stories of people taking their car to the chassis shop and getting, they're like, man, I want a 25.3. Well, a 25.3, the tube work is like 8,500 bucks for just the cage. Well, people think that they're getting a whole X275 car for $8,500. <laughs> you mean <laughs> I'm not getting the whole X270? Yeah. So it, yeah, it's just helping people to realize what they're getting into and, 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 and all that stuff. I think it's a it's an awesome approach because I don't know how many people – usually people are kind of secretive. They try to get the car in there, take the deposit, and now you're locked into – like, okay, here's a $30,000 deposit on whatever. And then they get nickel and dime to death. And they're like, oh, this is way more money than I initially anticipated it was going to be. So for you guys to be that transparent up front about it, I think is it's kind of refreshing in a way, if you will. So yeah, I think it's me. awesome. Yeah, we were just discussing why we like you so much. And I still can't figure out like... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Um, so, okay, well, hold on. I got a question. What is, and you don't have to say any names, so you don't need to, if you want to, you can. What, who is in your, like, do you have a customer that if he ever calls you again, because you're obviously you're a God-fearing Christian, you're very, you have a ton of good morals in your heart and your soul. But if this person calls you again that you worked with in the past, you tell them to go fly a kite with a bunch of expletives in place of go fly a kite. Is there anyone you've worked with that you'll never work with again? David yes. Farlow. David <laughs> Logan Terrence, never again. But you got you have those people in your in your roster, and is there more than one? There's a couple, man. I think um, you know, just some people just don't jog with other people, man. And like like when you when you pick it, especially with the clients that we have, it's a long term commitment. So not only do are we building a car with them, which takes some time, but we're at the racetrack with them. We're going racing. We're trying to provide customer support throughout. Right. Yeah. And most of our customers, I think we're going to be friends with for a long time. Well, a lot of people, you just, you just don't get along, right? They're people want to tell you how to build the car. That's number one pet peeve of any chassis shop. I think is like, Hey man, I saw this on the internet. Can we do my car like this or like that? And that's just really tough because you know, when we first started, it was hard to navigate that stuff because we were new. Um, yeah. But now we've done it for so long, you know, not that five years is a long time, but we have a pretty good track record and we have a lot of really fast stuff out on the racetrack. So now it's given us a leg to stand on of like, hey, man, we're not doing it like that. If you want us to do a car for you, this is how it's going to be. Um, and, and that really helps, you know, take out the bull crap, basically. Yeah. You know, it's nice like, to be able to be selective of who you work with. Yeah, absolutely, man. Like I, I want to build build cars for people that I would have a beer with. You know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes, I love this. I love this so much. Um, all right, so let's let's think of other questions that we could ask Jason that puts him in an awkward position where he How has to. How did SGMP go for you this week? Man, we had a really good week until I put my finger in my butt and. <laughs> <laughs> did you go so, did you go red in the finals i did yeah, yeah i saw what an idiot dude <laughs> idiot dude i've never done that because i've never raced competitively so you, you guys you're running the with the white car the dxp 235 right correct yeah what's the what's yeah. this what's the rundown on that thing besides being a featherweight yeah um so it's it we have to weigh 3250 in uh 235 
Take it's going to be, be a 26.85 tire, no boost controller, and basically a cheated up S476. No boost controller? Yeah. No boost you, controller. You got a party so, right off the bat. Yeah. yeah and, <laughs> How and did I miss it, this part of fucking rules? Yeah, no boost controller. <laughs> Holy shit. I love that. <laughs> it's now, we, should be, we should be racing this class all the time. And how fast have you gone? Uh, 493. Jesus. Uh, that weight and no boost. So yeah. wh- what's your strategy to manage the power? Just knock the timing out of it? Kind of, yeah. So um, we have – I won't tell all big brain Brad's secrets because he's the yeah, one that tunes it. But, God, Brad's um, an attractive man too. Just for yeah, yeah. a good-looking guy. I, I'm honestly, man, I'm just the face of this place. So you're like Brad is – Brad is far more talented than I am. I do um, agree with you on that one. Yeah. <laughs> he's awesome. So he like that thing's been 114 60 foot on that at that trim, which is God. pretty uh, unbelievable for what it's it still is. stock-ish suspension. Yeah, it's actually still got stock torque boxes in it um that have just been welded up and then it's got one of our 88 packages in it. So mm-hmm. um when we built the car, we wanted to run that that heads up class because honestly it's the cheapest heads up class you could ever race um and we wanted to see how cheap we could put a car together for just because there's a lot of people that think that they'll never be able to heads up race and these are people that have really nice cars yeah. you know that have pretty good piles of money in them so we just that's so you that came out with the dumpster garbage and you were like we yeah. can do it <laughs> now well, that knowing, was the plan. <laughs> knowing now what that car has to weigh like now I thought it was like a 2,900 pound weight. Like, like that thing's 3,315 with me in it. So yeah. now that's what we, hey, Rye, what thing? Cause the podcast listeners can't see where you're pointing my car, <laughs> which is an SN95. <laughs> so me and Jason are SN95 brothers. That's right. Uh, when we first started, we had to weigh 3,400. So um, <laughs> it went 516 at 3,400. Is that a cast wheel turbo or? Uh, the, when it went 516, it had a cast wheel on it. It was a basically precisions. Um, they call it the ultra street turbo. Yeah. Um, so it's a hair bigger and then now it's got a billet wheel. So you can't have a, you can't have a billet. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's one of Jose's turbos. Yeah. So, yeah. Nice, nice, nice. Um, what are your plans? Are you going to continue running this class through this season? Do you have any idea what's your, where your site set in terms of long-term Basically, where are your sights set and what do you want to compete? What level do you want to compete at and what class do you want to compete at? Do you have anything you, you want to do in 2021 that you haven't accomplished? Yeah, absolutely, man. So, like, we're kind of – I love running the 235 stuff, but um, we put a big turbo on our car and it goes pretty fast. Uh, we put a Pro Mod 88 on it and it's been 450s. So, um, which does really good at, like, our local no-time stuff. But um, we want to run X275 with a stock block, which sounds really stupid. but um, we based on fuel consumption and stuff like that like the car actually is making the power probably to do it um, mm-hmm. we just got to get everything else lined out and get a light enough chassis so yeah. um, we're probably going to sell our 235 car um, after the race that we're going to this weekend it, it's, it's oh no so um, it's going to take a long time to sell I don't think anyone's going to want that thing <laughs> so I hope not <laughs> so uh, we're going to sell it and then we've, we've started on a four odd fox body for ourselves that uh, we're going to make really light so it, it'll be you know 2100 pounds or so with me sitting in it um, trunk car or hatch car it'll be a trunk car so there he is yeah. thank god <laughs> um, well you see guys like Nigel and John of Brutal Speed going very fast um, oh it's super impressive man 429 this past week yeah so they're man those guys are awesome they were we got to hang out with them in the staging lanes and man they were just a lot of fun so my only beef with them is that they came from the srt4 world so i just like (laughs) can't really give them any credit at all skittles yeah i get it so just a bunch of idiots that got lucky and i hope you're listening to this nigel and john they're friends of mine and i I, at least i pretend they're friends of mine um but yeah that's insane and i think you guys have the i think you have the community or just in that shop to do something uh, similar and faster yeah, well, that's a plan. I mean, like, that's, you know, I, I rec- respect what they're doing, but I want to kick their teeth in, right? <laughs> so. Yeah, that's part of it, man. <laughs> yeah. So that, That's part of it. <laughs> so, if you don't mind, I'd shift gears here a little bit, kind of talk a little tech stuff. Like, with your – what I see, like, when I look at all the cars that you guys build, they're, like, basically you flip them upside down, you scoop out everything that's not the outer body skin, 
the lighten up portion, if you will, that says here on your prep body and lighten on your, yeah. it's like the first thing. And uh, I alluded to it earlier when you got cut off. Um, when you and I were talking about my car uh, on Facebook Messenger and you're like, all it takes is a grinder and a cutoff wheel. So all your cars kind of have the seem to have this recurring theme. One, small tires. Do you guys do anything big tire? And if, what's the difference between building a chassis to like a traditional four link car before small tire racing got so big they kind yeah. of just assumed everybody's going to run a, a you know a 33 inch tire on the thing so what's the difference between placing the chassis like what do you do differently between big tire and small tire i've always been curious about that from a chassis builder perspective because i don't know yeah you're good so uh we do we do very few big tire cars but we we're finishing one up actually right now um it's like a traditional uh outlaw 10.5 car so to have it, it, it's going to have a 33105 on it, but it could fit even a bigger tire. Yeah. Um, typically with a big tire car, obviously you're not keeping any of the stock frame rails, nothing like that. So you're just gutting the car, get everything out, and then you're going to put tubular stuff back in. Um, the four link brackets in a big tire car are typically higher up in the chassis just because of the way that the wheels and stuff sit. Uh, small tire car, we're, we're typically lower on the four link brackets in the chassis. And that's why a lot of times you see a car that wasn't built for a for a small tire, and they put big they put small tires on it, and it sits like one of those Carolina squat cars. Oh, awesome! Um, oh, hey, I'm from <laughs> Carolina, and I'm offended. <laughs> no, they're not you should, Carolina, they're that's not Carolina why because they, cars, they're they, trucks and they're idiots. <laughs> yeah, the trucks or whatever they are. <laughs> so, but that's why that they're like that. And then now, like when we build a modern day small tire, like X two seventy five car or Pro two seventy five car, or whatever your flavor is. Um, we build them pretty similar to wet to the way that a chassis car was built. So yeah. we literally cut everything out. Um, we put the stock frame rails back in there for the rules, but we just go ahead and remove everything, build it how we want, put the stock frame rails back where they make sense. Um, and then honestly that saves the customer labor um, because it, it actually costs less money to build a chassis car than it does to build a, uh, a really nice small tire roller. Yeah. So. What? Does that answer your question, Ryan? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Ryan, I just know half of the words you said. No, I have so. no idea what you're just saying. But <laughs> <laughs> pick up points, torque boxes. Now online sales. Let's let's shift gears back again, real quick. Yeah. Tin Soldier, you guys have. I'm going to pull your website up because otherwise I'll just be talking out of my butthole, which is usually what I do my best conversing. Yeah, um, absolutely. Uh, we've done that a lot. <laughs> yes. You and I, I think you and I specifically have done that a lot. So on your website, you guys have your own parts website or your, your tin soldier, tin soldier race cars.com has its own e-commerce portal where you yep. can buy tin soldier parts. Um, now your battery boxes, your Mustang pedals, I see this stuff at Eve, your battle ready eight, eight kit. I've seen literally everywhere. I look, I see somebody who's just purchased an eight, eight, a battle ready eight, eight kit from you. Um, it, even though it's something as small as the mounting strips that he has up in front of us, I see that stuff and people are, are posting it up and their install videos. Do you get the same sense of pride when you see your components being installed on other people's cars as you do when you're physically doing the work yourself? I do. And honestly more so. Um, and, and I'll tell you why. So when, when I, when we started building cars, you know, I've been doing it for 10 years, like, you know, 10 soldiers relatively new, but, I mean, I was a kid with a turbo LS with a MIG welder um, that did not know how to weld, that that I was just building this car in my garage. I had no idea what I was doing. Um, and I, I put this thing together and it went relatively fast. And like, I the reason that I do this is because I could never afford someone like me to build a car that I wanted. So I was just figuring it out on my own. And what I love about the parts especially like the eight, eight kit and like some of that stuff is like, I'm selling it to guys like myself, you know, back in the day that was just trying to put this car together and you don't have a ton of money and you're just trying to make your dollar go as far as it. I mean, I sold parts on Craigslist and did other things on Craigslist to make money yeah. to, <laughs> to, to pay for, I had a turbo third gen. It was awesome. Yeah, he started 10 soldiers race cars with the casual encounter section got shut down. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it did. I had to do something different, man. So, and these only fans girls have no idea how easy it is for them. But like we never have wanted to be a shop. Like, like you kind of alluded to the fact that we have these really rad, these really expensive car packages. 
Um, but I never want anyone ever to think that we're better than somebody else or that we don't know what it's like because dude, my first turbo kit, I wish I could find pictures of it. Like it was the most cobbled up piece of junk you've ever seen in your life. And it made boosts and it did burnouts. So. You and Rye got a lot in common. I was just, <laughs> Josh has seen my first turbo kit. It's all big welded, mild steel, BS. Yeah. Uh, I was going to ask you to, take, to film your current. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I, don't I sprung well, for like, the gas yeah, bottle. <laughs> but I just love seeing the parts out there that I know, like, I know they're really good parts. Like, you know, Brad's spent a lot of time making everything go together really good. Um, and I just feel like we're providing a really good product to somebody that really can use it. And it's relatively inexpensive. Like I can't, obviously not everyone's going to buy a car package from us. We're, our goal, honestly, now is to only sell three or four of those a year. And then the rest is, you know, part sales. So it's just far easier to be a, a part of more people's builds by selling them parts and providing them good customer service than it is to build them a race car. It's just not effective, you know? So. Yeah. And honestly, that's kind of, and even in, in our section of the world, like at dynasty, we do a lot of tuning and things like that, obviously. Um, and I see the same thing. And as far as tuning goes, it, it's obviously two different worlds of performance, but for every one full blown race car, we tune something that we're on the dyno an entire day dialing in versus doing two or three NA bolt on style cars. It's, yeah. it's, less intense there's less upkeep there's less maintenance there's less i mean for what it is there's less bs involved and and some of that bs is fun bs and some of it is 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 trying and taxing um and i think it's kind of the same dynamic there but the other thing is i'm sure that your support for the three or four a year not that your support's bad your support is clearly amazing everybody has nothing but good things to say but the support can be even better at the level where you're doing three or four focused builds a year versus trying to roll out 20 and killing yourselves yeah. And that's the goal, man. So like that's we kind want of, to provide, I feel like, yeah, that's the goal. You hit the nail on the head, Logan. You're, you're, I, I mean, love it. You, you got it. <laughs> I'm pretty much the smartest man that's ever lived is what I tell myself every day when I stare in the mirror. He truly is the brains of this operation. <laughs> Let me get a big head about it. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. Um, what is in your opinion on the website? Uh, what's your best seller? What's something that you can't keep on the shelf? the eight, eight stuff, man, is by far the thing that sells the most. <laughs> and I, and I honestly, I think it's because our personal race car has an eight, eight in it. So like, yeah. which we've been really fast with it. And like, we just broke the ring opinion and it had, I don't know, 180 passes know. or something like that on it. And most people on the internet say that's impossible. Like you can't get that many passes at, at that horsepower level at that weight, you know, all that stuff. So I mean, I think yeah. he kind of carved out a niche market there with the 8.8 stuff. Like, I mean, you can buy 8.8 components and you can get shops to build you 8.8 stuff, but how many shops are putting together these packages where you can have a race-ready housing with an 8.8? You know what I mean? Everything's 9-inch, 9-inch, 9-inch. Yeah. And don't get me wrong. seems too cheap in my car, but it, it, I ran forever on an 8.8. Yeah. So we have, like, now we, we added to the website, like, uh, you know, the gear install service, the uh, upper and lower control arms, you can get it with coilovers. Like you can literally buy the exact same suspension setup that we have under the ne underneath of our car, right on our website, the whole thing. Um, and you know, like the, the torque box debates really big with Mustangs now, like people want to put, which there's a lot of guys that make really awesome aftermarket torque boxes for Mustangs. But for a long time, man, people have been really, really fast on stock torque boxes. Like I know some cars that have been, you know, 102, 103 on stock boxes. So for a guy that's trying to stretch his dollar out in his garage, you know, after you buy the boxes, all that stuff, you're going to have eight or $900 in torque boxes where you necessarily don't need to spend that money. You know, you could use that money somewhere else in your build. And that's what we tried to highlight with our white car. Like it's a little farther removed from that because we've raced it for a couple of seasons. But when we put it together, we just wanted to spend our money in the right places. Um, and that's what helped us save money was just, obviously we can do it ourselves, but um, you know, it, it does. If you spend your money in the right places, it goes farther. So, so this is a bit of a self-serving question here. You said you got stock torque boxes welded up. Did you re-drill any of the holes or anything like that on it? Or is it still the stock pickup points? No. So um, 
the our uppers have another hole drilled in them so basically it honestly is super hillbilly but we just welded a washer to them took a plasma cutter and and cut you know because you can't really get in there with a drill bit and blew them out and then took a die grinder and cleaned up our holes and um brad honestly like plotted it where he thought that he wanted it and yeah so and that's to try to get the ride height down like if you didn't lower it you could make what you have work it's just that's a limiting factor of your your torque boxes is you won't they won't sit in the dirt on stock boxes so. Well, Ride definitely needs to work on getting his ride height down. That's all I ever hear from Josh is that I have a lift kit on my Mustang. <laughs> <laughs> it does kind of, it does kind of look like you got a lift kit on your Mustang. It's because I took the I ground agree with Josh. I mean, definitely. Oh <laughs> yeah, stock tubs. I can't. I can't do. No, you're pretty limited, oh, man. I get. It's a drag. I, I understand your struggle mm. at a technical level, but you yeah. need to get the plasma cutter out. <laughs> I know. Time out, time out, time out. Ry, you said it's a drag week deal, but are you going to be competing in drag week next year? Yes. 100%. Chill out, dude. You don't have to yeah. come at me sideways. So, at is, me, bro. so is Scott going to do drag week too? Uh, we were talking about splitting up between drag week and Rocky Mountain race week, trying to figure out one of us is going to do one and he's going to do the other. He's actually putting his car together with a big block uh, 565 and two dry kits on it. And he's going to go out and run. Jason, uh, are you going to do drag week with me to beat Rye next year? He's- I mean, if you need me, bud, I mean, just make the call and I'll be there. <laughs> <laughs> i would ask josh but i know josh will not sit in a car with me for a week so there's that Let well honestly i would love to do lay hey, let's lock this in because my brad my, my, my brad, my brad too, <laughs> uh, he's, he's doing drag week uh with with uh my buddy our buddy brad arnold and so he'll be leaving me anyway so i need to get to ride with somebody so yeah, let's down. Go. Okay, let's. We we're only gonna spend a thousand dollars on whatever car we take, though. Just as a heads up. So I mean, I'm fine with it, bud. <laughs> I That's love what it. Adventures are made let's of. go. Yeah, <laughs> lock in. We'll, what's the average? I, well, it doesn't matter. We'll beat Ryan because we'll quit day two. It's fine. Oh, <laughs> I'm sorry, dude. I had to. I, you're on the ground. I gotta kick you a couple. Well, times. you know what? Josh is gonna be involved in this anyway because the drag week tracks for 2021 are going to be starting right in his backyard again. They're not changing. They're not changing the tracks up. I don't oh, want to cool. for you. So, they're putting they're putting speed bumps across the entire drag strip, so you'll just be able to ride right over them fucking things. Yeah, <laughs> big ass lift on that Mustang <laughs> with the dump truck. <laughs> oh my god, dude! Um, well, hey, we absolutely appreciate you coming on, Jason, and uh, we will continue to to shout out Tin as much as we can. And again, we we have to reiterate this is not a paid advertisement in any way. We just really like you guys, and I think. You guys have a ton to offer the community. Not many people like you out there. So thank you so much for joining us tonight, brother. It was so fun, man. So I appreciate what you guys do and what you're trying to do. And uh, like I tell you all the time, we're going to take over the world together because the world needs more happy Day, dude. So, <laughs> all right, man. Thanks for coming good, on, dude. Jason. Thank you so much, man. All right, Later, boys. Dude. Have a good night. See ya. Later, we're going to go work on my race car. Later. <laughs> yeah. All right, so do you hang up first? Who hangs up first? Yeah, I think you hang, no, you hang up. Out. You hang up? No, you hang oh, up. <laughs> damn, he got us. <laughs> I love that guy, man. He's awesome. I was trying to see if I can. I don't know if I can. Oh, I, oh, I can kick people out. Um, I didn't know I could do that. Awkward silence here. Uh, I'm just, I'm internalizing all that, man. Every time I talk to him or we, we get on a call, it's always the same thing. Like I'll call him for like a quick five-minute discussion. And it'll end up being like a 45 minute or an hour call. And before you know it, I think that's when you realize you're talking to cool people in the industry. Yeah. You know, you look down and you're like, damn, I've been on the phone with them for an hour. You don't even realize it. Um, hey, speaking of being on the phone with someone for an hour, this pertains to you, big Josh. Um, I was on the phone with Steve Addison of monster clutch company last night. And uh, they're going through some Corona stuff at their, at their location and, and just changing protocol to be safe. And, Every time I talk to Steve, he is just – it's the same as Jason. Every time I get on the phone with that guy, you can tell that he, he absolutely gives so much of a shit about his customers. Like, every time I talk to him, he's got, he's got uh, positive news or he wants to talk about the growth and what we're doing and all this. And um, we have been greenlit for Mr. Kalis to enjoy a nice LT1 triple monster clutch in his Camaro for next year, which will be awesome. I'm so Sick. Yeah. Oh, yeah, there you go. It's over there with no clutch in it right now, so that's awesome news. Did yeah, you get the, is the trans put back together? 
Uh, I don't think so. Needs an input shaft and some other small things, right? Yeah. Cool, man. Yeah, so you have been given the thumbs up. You'll be receiving a triple for that car, and I expect that thing to go 200 mile an hour next year. Oh, cool. Is, is it going to go yeah, 200 mile an hour? Like it's, it's a huge <laughs> bunch of confidence there. Uh, <laughs> really, it doesn't really have any problem that. going 200 mile an hour. It's just in that half mile. Yeah. That's yeah. a little tough, you know? I think well, how, you know, how fast did you end up going to Indy? 191. And how fast did Clark go? And I'm not, I'm not, this isn't me throwing shit at you. I'm just curious because 230 something, I think. No, no, he didn't no go that I think fast. He went like 207 or 205 or fighting something. traction like crazy. This, right? Yeah, that's this was crazy. Is and, and I'm not taking anything away from either one of you guys, but it's super impressive to me that your car, as analog as it can possibly get, six speed manual, no traction control, like. Yeah, you got the splitter and stuff like that, but there's like not a lot of aerodynamic research behind it. You just kind of maybe stumbled on something versus this 3,000 plus horsepower car. Like, I, I know at that level, 10 mile an hour is a tremendous difference, but I'm impressed well, with it. He's, dude. he's literally spinning the entire way. The, yeah. Yeah. And matter of fact, I mean, even with my car, we saw a 204 mile an hour wheel speed on the data log yeah yeah but the car was only going 190 so yeah and then i took him he was all the way down to like 15 pounds of boost or something he was doing 200 and something you know? yeah it was glazing he was glazing the tires every time i look it was like he probably drove four and a half miles in that half mile yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like just it was non-stop every time you look at the car it was just whoop and it's it take I can't I'm again it sounds like a big jerk off session here but Steve Morris is a fucking animal Dude, when I saw him like whether brushing on what was the acetone mek and tranny fluid onto the tires <laughs> he's a I fucking was, animal he's an animal dude like, that's some dirt track shit it's awesome I love it dude oh yeah it's amazing and his yeah, son Kyle Kyle just is putting a Haltech setup on his Audi they all have cool stuff Clark stuff is in stack cars what well, cars Clark? are not. Clark was at the mile, and he still had traction problems all the way out at the mile. You know, he was doing, I don't know what he was, 230-something, and it was still spinning the entire yeah. time. It's insane. Yeah. So I don't know if it's the, you know, the arrow of the car or, you know, whatever it is that maybe it's, it's just – it could possibly be pushing too much air, you know what I mean? And, you know, when the, the – Well, he, he put that car in the wind tunnel, didn't he? Yeah, and he's all he's all he told me was it's a brick. Yeah, makes sense. It's like trying to push a sheet of drywall down the airstrip. Yeah, and if you think about it, if you're trying to push, and then the you know the wheels are losing traction trying to push it, you know, it's not yeah. even necessarily the power. Sometimes I, I don't think I'm just guessing, but yeah. yeah, I can't. So the only thing I can compare this to is my 2005 Honda Element, um, <laughs> which is a giant square. And which I sold earlier today to an amazingly nice couple. Shout out to Shannon and Josh. God, I hope that's their names. Um, I'm sure they're listening. Sure. Yeah, we are very, very popular. Um, but like, I know it's a, like a silly equivalency, but like you drive that thing with a ton of headwind facing the front of the car and it's all over the place trying to fight against headwinds and things like that. So when you take a car like Clark's, which is a giant flat front brick too, and you're going 180, 190, 200 mile an hour, I can't imagine the wind resistance feels good at the steering wheel. I, driving through that, even in your car, like, that's nuts. No, we should get Clark or Steve on the podcast. Steve specifically would be great because uh, just trying to figure out why he hasn't accepted my friend request. So if we could just, you know, maybe move <laughs> that along. Like, I added him. I, yeah, I did scream bloody murder in his shop and make a huge scene and annoy him for a few hours. And he and he gave, gave me, like, a lot of sideways stares because I think he thought that I was, like, a – I think he thought I was like one of those Make-A-Wish kids that you were serving. <laughs> like jo Josh Kalis, the skateboarder, has taken on this. Well, he, we're just—he's not all there. Is that what you told him before I showed up? I bet that's what you told him. It was something like that. What a dick. Um, yeah. But Steve, man, he's—he's he's got an impressive operation, dude. His shop—you could eat off the floors, man. Yeah, I think he's got—I don't know how many of those SMX builds going on in there right now. It's nuts. He did that live, not live, but that video he put up filming just his engine room or his, his storage for his blocks. God, dude. The, the SMX is the water jacketed 481, isn't it? 
Yeah. Nuts. I don't even know. So can so Proline has their 481. SMX is his version of what like a lot of these, not even say a lot of these, but people have a billet water jacketed block. Yeah. Noonan so, did one and that crazy drag week car that got balled up. Yeah. Um now his the SMX, what is the displacement on Clark's engine? Like what how big are those engines? Anyone know? I'm not sure. But I think they're more water jacketed. Like you can daily drive it on 93 octane nonstop, you know? Um, if you look up SMX engine size, the Honda SMX comes up and it's a 1970cc engine. So I'm guessing that's not Steve Morris's SMX. <laughs> no, that's, I'm looking it up right now. 4,500 plus horsepower water jacketed pro mod engine. Oh my God, dude. Tom Bailey obviously just crushed it in that thing. 577 at 259 and he drove it on drag week incessantly um it's insane if you look up the uh if you look up the on his website specifically he has a whole blog link to it and it is insane block start at fourteen thousand five hundred finished machined here's the thing that's not that expensive for that in my opinion fourteen five for the finished machine billet block seems like a pretty damn good price Yeah, yeah but i think you have to buy the heads too well, the other thing is complete engines intake to pan start at 75 grand. And again, when you're building a half million dollar race car, like that's not that bad. It's crazy. Um, I'm trying to find the displacement. Anyway, yeah. Uh, 540 inches. Yeah. So 41 X, the 48 X is, is what it's the bore space. Yeah. When everybody hears 41, a lot of people get wrapped around the axle about that. So I know I did. I, I like to wear my fuel tack flat brim with the hat pulled over my ears and my NX Gonzo shirt. And I stand on the starting line, block the water box and talk about how it's 481 <laughs> inches. <laughs> I hope someone's listening like Aaron Gonzalez and hears yeah. that and gets mad at me. Like I mean, Oldsmobile, those, Oldsmobile 442 had a 442 cubic inch motor. Yes. I feel like one of those might just bolt right into the Camaro, you know? Well, Clark's took an LS out of his and bolted yeah. it right in. Yeah. Sack up, bro. Yeah, don't talk the talk. Walk the walk. This man, you got rid of your Viper. Use that money. Look, Christmas is coming, maybe, you know? I can't, I can't wait till we have 60 followers or 70 followers and we make enough money to buy him a nice SMX engine. Yeah. You guys think maybe if we break 11K on YouTube, we'll be able to do that? Maybe if we start a GoFundMe. Oh, we should. <laughs> Josh Kalis's GoFundMe. <laughs> oh, man. Let's SMX engine. Just ruin his credibility in one post. I mean, will this will this uh, master clutch triple thing that uh, you guys are sending over here? Will that no will that be enough? Yeah, we'll make it. Yeah, figure it out. You got a welder, right? Yeah, yeah. three thousand horsepower on pump gas. <laughs> It'll be fine. It'll be fine. Listen. I did talk to uh, this. I know we're getting low on time, but I did talk to Steve about a couple recent additions to the monster clutch, like R and D lab. Um, I don't know, man. We hate a lot of the same people, me and Steve. So, like, when he talks crap about a certain certain group of humans like random people and i'm like i hate that guy too this is great um it just makes me trust him even more you know what i mean and he was didn't go into detail and he obviously doesn't talk shit i was mainly me talking a bunch of shit about a bunch of people like i normally do and uh he brought up a couple different points that were pretty cool and then went into detail on um uh like a clutch dyno he has at the shop and some other things and some things that are in the pipeline that are are honestly exciting but um i'm stoked to see the lt1 that triple in your car i think you're gonna like it it holds power really well, and, and hopefully the pedal feel isn't like it was before because I about busted my entire left leg trying to push your clutch in. Ugh. Yeah, I always think I'm pushing through that. Well, I had to weld up the firewall already. And yeah, I remember seeing the, the brake booster get erect. <laughs> this dickhead. Josh left me the keys to the car at LS Fest. It was like, yeah, just pull it out of the trailer in the morning and put it in the booth. I'm like, all right, cool. And this is like the first time I met Josh. I had my fat ass. I had to shoehorn my ass into the car. The dickhead pulled the car to trailer, left the steering wheel attached to the column. So my gut is like hitting the steering wheel. My back's all bent up. I finally get in the car. I go to push the clutch and I swear to God, I just went, Jesus Christ. And I just sat in there. I had to say a prayer. Like, there's no way. It's, it's literally like pushing a cinder block through gravel is what it feels like. Yeah, you got to use your thigh and your hip. You know, and when, you're, when your leg starts twitching as you're trying to like ease off yeah. of it, it's like, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm driving it through the pits at LS Fest. Everyone's jaws are dropping, and I'm just yelling, don't smile. It's really a piece of shit. I hate this car. Stop taking pictures. I hate it. Like, God. 
I will say though that clutch did live a good life and it held up to a lot of abuse. So yeah, can't talk that much crap about it. Yeah, it's um, I, I was looking this up while we were talking about Clark and, and airstrip stuff. Have you seen the East Coast Timing Association came out with their 2021 schedule? So they run in Blythe, Arkansas at an airstrip down there. Uh, for 2021, they're doing half mile, one mile, and now two kilometers, which is like I had to look it up because I don't speak metric. Yeah, I, don't, I don't know what that is. Was that like uh, 1.2 miles or something? Uh, mile and a quarter. No, good. So, yeah, I do that. I would, what's the what's the what is the uh i don't know if there's any records for that yet okay well, I go mile and a half. they do mile and a half in mojave do they really but that's on dry lake bed that's i think red and like two six no no no. they do it at the where they launch all the spacex stuff and all that oh okay so it is asphalt or pavement big red went i don't know i think he went like 260 or something like that down there Ugh, it's the mile and a half i uh yeah, I'm good on that. I don't yeah. like going 150, let alone. <laughs> I I literally I took my car to the chassis shop after it went 159 in the quarter mile because I was so scared. I'm I just I'm honest with who I am as a person. Um, very terrifying and scared individual at all times. It's getting excessive. Can, it yes, really is. yes, my fear of all things. Yes, I agree. Oh yeah, as you get older, it's like. Ugh. Um, can I close out show with one last? thank you sure thanks guys it's nice of you i got a picture today from my friend dan young at bc forged na bc forged is a wheel company down yonder away in florida and um they make some just insanely sick three-piece wheels modular wheels and i've wanted a set of these for the last two years and i was ready to order them and then my engine exploded and I couldn't afford to buy the wheels. So Dan, <laughs> Dan spent all this time specking these wheels out for me. And then I had to hit him up like, Hey man, I just wasted a lot of your time. So my bad on that. He's like, no big deal. Well, I recouped, I hit him up. I was like, Hey, is there any way you'd consider um, selling and blah, blah, blah. He's like, yeah. Or would you still consider selling me the wheels for the, for, for what we discussed this and that, like just talking about the specs and all this. He's like, yeah, dude, we'll take care of you. So I paid him. Got the picture of the wheels today, and God, they look so damn good. I'm so excited to put the car back to a streetcar and go half-mile race, Josh. Is that think, the final finish on those wheels? Oh, yeah. Nice. Yeah, yeah those I, went, I was about doing – I was really concerned on, like, what would pop off blue, and I just didn't want to do something that I – you know, you make a decision for bronze and, and gray. Like, Josh's car works. The color of the car works with your wheel, your barrel color, and your wheel face, but – I just was a concerned with like doing a specific wheel color with a bright blue car. So I just went polished and machined, but it'll look good. I think, um, since I've, since we can all agree that Rye's not going to go faster than me in 2020, I think that's pretty much solid. Mm, converters getting shipped soon. All right. Show hands. Who thinks he's going to beat me? Oof. If you're at home listening, no one's hands up. But for look at Josh. Josh Thanks. is riding the fence. Thanks for your vote of confidence there, Josh. um i hope you do man because i i really hate talking i love talking shit to you but i I really hope you um, i'm itching i've tried so hard so hard and it just yeah you only got two numbers i mean you don't have it's not a long way 526 in the eighth and 839 in the quarter yeah i'm i have a ton more confidence in that car after we got it off the dyno we just gotta iron out the kinks transmission's fixed and uh, converters back at Cullen right now, and we're tightening it up just a hair, just a smidge. I can't believe anything you say. When you say you're tightening the converter up, I imagine you're going to get 600 pounds out of your car. No, no, no. I'm doing converter, and I'm putting these on, shock travel sensors. That's like the only thing. I'm doing these because I'm bored out of my mind with just sitting here staring at the car. It's the only changes I'm making. And I might fill the nitrous bottle up. Who knows? You yeah. guys are never going to go as fast as my car in the quarter mile, so you're going to have to step it up to a half mile. So oh, which brings me to my next point. Yeah, you're going to come play in my world. Yeah. Me and Scott from Drag Week have been talking. <laughs> nah, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. So, Josh, I'm going to wreck you next year in the half mile. I'm going to go on record right now, and I'm going to do it with less displacement and less turbos. Well, I'm going to let you know that I'm going to just solo pass so you can't wreck me. I'm going to it. Yeah, no, Logan wasn't as fast, but he drove right, right into the door. 
I I don't like half mile racing because I'm not. I hate going fast. Terrified of it, but I will. Oh, do I have it. a driver. I, I I just have a I have a driver. Yeah. I need to. You know what? I'll put I'll put my I'll put Bert in the driver's seat. Hal uh, from Dynasty weighs like 112 pounds, so I'll put him. We'll each have our own Stig. Well, Heath will drive your car too if you want. Then we'll have equal. You know, dude, in car video, yeah. in car video, he's just shifting slow as hell in my car. <laughs> he's just doing the one to three. <laughs> oh, I, the dash said skip shift, so yeah, I just sorry, sorry. No, no, I'm Scott and I from have been discussing some things too. I have a three O gear set for the rear end, so yeah. Josh and I are not scared, so <laughs> yeah, I don't care. Ryan needs to buy like a he needs to build like a three foot tall. Panel I will I will raise the car two car. more inches and fucking beat you. He's <laughs> <laughs> about halfway through the end. The car's lifting off the ground. <laughs> if any regrets that belly pan now. It'll be like the arrow is so bad it's lifting before he even started. You can't, you can't. Yeah, the steering wheel feels like the front end of a Busa when you're pinned on the highway. It's just not <laughs> even touching the ground. I love it. Um, well, that's been an hour of clapped out boys. Uh, Josh, it was wonderful having you back on the show. Um, hopefully this is a weekly thing. So we have to come up there and spank you, even though I'm sure you'd love that. Rye, you're just attractive as usual to all our listeners at home. We absolutely appreciate the hell out of you. Rye, why don't you take us all the way down? Head over to clappedout.com slash store. Ooh, we store, still store. have a gang of shirts over there. Josh, I'm going to be sending you some tomorrow. Uh, and he's looking around. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Actually, got stickers. Yeah, son. There you go. So yes. stickers up there. I'm going to be putting the new gamer edition stickers up here in the next week or so, and we'll also be adding some more merch. So if you want to see new merch, buy our old merch. And we also may be adding a fourth member to Clapped Out. That's very cryptic. That's all I can say about that. Ooh, and guys, I just. I just want to apologize to you both right now for at some point this video is going up where I talk about my new Curry rear end and the yeah. wheel wood brakes and it's, no the video's up. Yeah. It's posted. Oh, is it up right now? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. Dude. I love the intro. The intro is awesome. Did the intro feel? and the outro are amazing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, my favorite. It was just one of them days, you know what I mean? <laughs> Yo. You got to go on YouTube and read the description on there that I put it up. So, did you feel the anxiety veil just hit? <laughs> oh, my God, dude. If we were a cruise ship, we just tipped over. Swear to God. He said, ooh, it's up. <laughs> well, I don't care. I feel bad for you guys, you know? Nah, we're yeah. good. Yeah. I was a fat kid in high school. What do you want? <laughs> Clapped out podcast. We're out. Peace.